Welcome to Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. Apply tools that you learn in this podcast and your life will be unrecognizably successful. Now your host, Dr. Kamal Akhtar. Hello, hello, hello everyone. Peace and blessings be upon all of you. Today I decided to bring you some important diagnoses, some things that I made up just so I can educate you on this topic. And that has to do with the culture of people pleasing and how we engage in it and we don't even realize that it's happening. One of these many diagnoses that I made up, which again are just meant to help you understand if you carry on any of these symptoms, has to do with people pleasing compulsion, almost a type of compulsive behavior where an individual feels a constant need to please others, leading to negative emotional states and anxiety. Most people think they don't do this, but they do. People pleasing could be saying yes and not knowing that you actually want to say no. And in either case, it shows up as resentment, discomfort, regret, anxiety later on. And then people tell me, I want to say no, but somehow a yes comes out. They have all intention of saying no, but they can't. Yes does not just come out. Nothing happens without your thought process, your nervous system being involved. The reason it seems like that yes just comes out is because it is a part of your deep subconscious programming. and. Because you've repeated saying yes so many times, you've never practiced saying no, very little of your nervous system is actually dedicated to it. So, people-pleasing compulsion. I know you can relate. Again, this term is totally made up. I am making these terms up for the purpose of this podcast. But people who have it know about it. So I'll tell you about more made-up diagnoses and you can see that if it's your criteria. And you can use the methods mentioned in this podcast for yourself. <laughs> Exciting work. Alright, again, disclaimer. I know my lawyer will insist on it, so instead I'll just preempt it. This is not a medical podcast. I do not give medical diagnoses or advice or treatments through my coaching services, but I will make stuff up from time to time if it helps somebody understand their issues and conditions. So I'm going to be a little bit more playful and creative on the topic of people pleasing. Just like any compulsion, not following through with the behavior will create discomfort. Saying no, not obliging to every request will create discomfort because you've never done that before subconscious primal brain will cause havoc in your body with warning signs and alarm bells what are you doing you're going to be rejected this is not normal this is new you're going to get outcasted primal brain is used to doing things on repeat it does not want you to do anything out of the norm or ordinary the reflexive brain says i've spent so much time making this pathway efficient and when you try to change things it causes a ruckus it actually physically causes discomfort it takes the brain a lot of energy to shift its neurons so it will cause discomfort while you're learning to say no for the first time. But the more you do it, the better you get at it. And more of those pathways will become ingrained and encoded. More neurons will get recruited to do less of people pleasing. And then with this practice, saying no when you want to say no will become efficient and easy. This practice will not turn you a person that says no all the time and does not say yes to any request all the time. So you don't have to be afraid of that. A lot of women I coach are even afraid to stop people pleasing because they're afraid they'll turn into a person who always says no. And that's not necessarily the case. I just want you to understand that you have a choice. Saying yes does not have to be a compulsion. Then there is the next diagnosis, which is, which is the self-sacrifice syndrome, a condition where an individual excessively prioritizes the needs of others over their own, often leading to a loss of self-identity and a sense of resentment. This is a precondition that leads to not even knowing that you're people-pleasing. Again, another made-up term, self-sacrifice syndrome. But you know that you have it if you do. It sounds so familiar. You know women in your family who do it. You know where you've done it. Women in my family are really, really good at this. 
their whole lives they've been brought up to believe that's the only way to love through self-sacrifice then there's the next diagnosis which is the empathy overload syndrome i define it as a state of emotional exhaustion caused by excessive empathy and a constant need to please others leading to burnout and lack of self-care again totally made up but so real someone suffering from this has a really hard time separating themselves from others it's kind of an enmeshment enmeshment is actually a real psychological term that's when someone becomes overly involved in another person's life often leading to the loss of their own sense of self if i'm coaching someone trying to get them out of the patterns of people pleasing that they're choosing to release then their brain often goes to an extreme so they say you're telling me that i shouldn't care that i should stop caring about how other people feel you're telling me that if they are unfair then i have to be unfair i mean that is one possibility if that's available to you then why not but that's not what i'm recommending the fear here is if i say no then i'm not going to care how the other person feels for the most part women who've been people pleasing all their lives are extremely empathic and this is a good thing but again in its extreme form it becomes impossible for them to say no to somebody and empathize with them at the same time while breaking patterns of people pleasing the brain bounces between two extremes it goes from saying yes to everything to okay i'll have to say no to everything and become completely disengaged with the other person there are so many other options in the middle so what i'm going to tell you is about how to succeed as highly empathic people you don't have to people please all the time you can totally agree with the other person's point of view you can say i care about you i know how you feel and i empathize with your discomfort but i also cannot continue to do what you're asking me to do you can empathize with another person's feelings you can validate them and often most of the time that's all they're looking to see if you understand how they feel you can do all of that what you don't do is you don't take responsibility for their emotions and experience they are the sole person creating their feelings how they feel is their responsibility but you can understand that they're thinking and feeling a certain way so this line of thinking helps my highly empathic caring people pleasing muslim women who have reassurance that you can connect with them on a human level and you can tell them i understand you feel this way i am sure this is frustrating to you you can continue to say i know that work is piling up and no one's picking up the slack or that you have to meet deadlines but performance is overall low you have these expectations but people aren't coming through i know this must be hard for you as a leader as a manager as a ceo as an owner i agree with you i would probably feel the same way if i was you but i am not available or i need more notice i need a longer deadline i need a better workflow i need assistance i need clearer instructions i need more support or just plain simple no i cannot do this this is not in my job description i'm looking for more compensation for this amount of work i am choosing not to work with the same patterns as i have in the past empathize and say no both of them are possibilities you can say to your sister-in-law you want to host yet another star party at my house i know it makes you feel frustrated that i won't do it but my family connection this ramadan and my spirituality is my priority make your needs known to people empathize with the other person and this skill is pure gold lots of gray in the middle is available to you and you can be and you can be as creative with it as you like it does not mean that you have to stop caring for the other person just because you're prioritizing yourself you can join them in their experience and you can tell them i cannot take an extra workload after 5 p.m. i cannot change the lesson plan for next week when you announced it at 3 p.m. on a friday evening when i've already worked hours on creating a lesson plan for next week i'm not going to cover another weekend i have plans and here's yet another possibility while we are so afraid that family ties will be broken if we say no we will be an outcast in the professional setting if we say no maybe just maybe 
You standing up for yourself will teach the other person to look out for where they're falling short in their best behavior. Maybe if you say no, it will help them realize they are being unfair, not because they're mean, evil people, but because they're just too busy or preoccupied that they forget themselves. They are humans. They need reminders. And if they do retract their request, then you can take this opportunity to thank them, uplift them, and even compliment them in front of other family members or staff members. You can even joke about it. Remember, Bob, you thought it would be a good idea for us to get ready for a quarterly meeting on a two-hour notice? <laughs> that was funny. Make this an opportunity to make them a better leader, better human. They will be in an immense amount of subconscious debt to you. And this is the biggest learning curve and the lesson. I have to drill these skills in myself and in my clients. These are the patterns that you have to learn to separate from. And the biggest learning curve is learning to separate from other people's experience. Your no does not cause their discomfort. Only their thoughts about your no can cause their feelings of discomfort. It is up to them to create discomfort or something empowering out of your answer of no. And that is entirely their work to do. It has nothing to do with how you show up and how you act. And then there's a stage where people think that saying no should come easy because they're prioritizing themselves. They're doing it out of love for themselves and they're respectful for other people's experience at the same time. I'm gonna tell you, having crossed all of these bridges and having a pure intention and a pure heart does not make saying no easy, especially for the first time. You will have a knot in your stomach when you attempt to say no for the first time. It will feel like bitters in your body, sweaty palms, having palpitations and other physical sensations of nervousness. And that does not mean that you're doing anything wrong. I have a very simple neurobiological explanation for this. When you're programmed that you have to take care of other people's feelings all of your life, then your subconscious mind is heavily armed with creating danger signals when you actually start to say no for the first few times. But these danger signals are actually fake. There is no real threat to your physical body or your existence. The more you get used to saying no, the more neurons get recruited to keep you comfortable during the situation. So keep practicing. It's going to get easier. Saying no is not going to come as a breeze. It's going to be difficult. But your choice of saying no in the matter is the only choice you have to make. Do you want to have the discomfort of rewiring your brain and creating a life that you imagine? Or you want to continue to say yes, not teaching people how to treat you, not reminding them that they've made a mistake, and creating regret and discomfort for yourself, and continue to live a difficult life. You have a choice between these two discomforts. If you've made a choice, great. You have this podcast to walk you through the process. If you haven't yet made that choice, come back and listen to this when you have made it. It will take about a six weeks commitment to rewire your brain and you're welcome to come back and listen to this again and remind yourself and keep yourself in check. Both of these choices, people pleasing and learning autonomy come with a discomfort. People pleasing comes with long-term ongoing discomfort. Learning to say no, standing up for yourself and prioritizing your values comes with some initial discomfort, but then eventually empowers you immensely. And it is such a great investment. It's like when you put money in the stock market. Initially, you have to go through the discomfort of parting ways with your money. But when the stock market gives you a positive return on your investment, you realize that was a no-brainer decision. And if you go back in time, you would put more money in just so you could have more return on your investment. And you would do it in a heartbeat. The next time you're facing a situation where you'd rather say no from a place of respect and empathy for the other person, then think of it as an initial investment, especially if you're feeling discomfort. Think of it as an initial investment in the stock market with a high chance of positive return. From this place, you can teach your children to be empowered, especially your girls. You can teach them how to stand up for themselves and honor their innate nature of empathy and respect. Most Muslim women think if they keep saying yes and keep agreeing to people, having walking all over them, then that will increase their chances of their belonging to a family dynamic and for them staying in the family. Or they think that it will increase their chances of promotion or a raise at work. This is a complete fallacy. People who are not able to stand up for themselves cannot lead from authority and leadership positions, and your superiors will see that. 
If you're saying no actually turns your work into a hostile environment, then maybe you want to consider not working there. Maybe that's not the right fit for you. But that is an extreme example. Most of Western work environments are equipped with multiple employee support systems, including HR departments, that has resources that you can utilize if you are being marginalized as a person. If you're saying no turns someone hostile towards you, then you have the option of reporting them. You have the option of exposing them. If you saying no or standing up for yourself makes your family hostile towards you, then you've been in an abusive dynamic all along. You've just been covering it up with your yes behavior. But to lay this discomfort to rest, severing family ties only happens in extreme cases. I want to put your nervous system at ease here. People that depend on you to say yes so they can accept you in the family aren't providing you with unconditional love. This is a very codependent type of a relationship. And if you're afraid you're saying no will cut family ties, then you also have to remember that people who are dependent on you to comply are exactly that, dependent. They don't want you gone. They rely on you for their own survival. Again, not the healthiest relationship, but if you are afraid that you'll be abandoned and left on the streets, that will most likely not happen. They will threaten you with this so they can stay comfortable while you comply. But trust me, they're afraid of losing you more than you think. They will be lost without you just as much you're afraid of losing them. In any case, this is an extreme form of an abusive relationship dynamic. And for some, it is a reality, but you can start changing that by starting to say no and not operate out of fear. Then there's this objection that I get that if they start to say no, that they're going to get a bad rep in the professional setting. There are many situations where the management and the employees have to show up as a team in tough situations and they have to work together. People in the team have to go an extra mile to get some extra work done. And I'm not saying that you have to say no to all of that. All I'm saying is that you can choose to say no when you want to. And there are going to be plenty of times where you're going to want to show up as a team player. But that will only happen if you're not already filled with resentment and pent up energy over regret. Because if you're in such a place, you're less likely to show up as a team player. And you're more likely to show up as a raging angry person who's burnt out and traumatized from people always taking advantage of her nature. If you're afraid that your work situation will turn hostile, if you say no, then you have to remember then hostility is towards people who are acting from trauma burnt out. They're disrespecting others, they're disrespecting authority. When you operate from empathy towards others for yourself, you will most likely not face that dynamic. All right, back to more made up diagnoses. This time, people pleasing fatigue syndrome, a state of mental and physical exhaustion caused by continuous people pleasing, leading to burnout and a lack of motivation. And a lot of times, this is where most Muslim women are living and confusing it with mental illness. The next one is pleaseritis. A condition where an individual has an excessive and unhealthy need to please others, often at the expense of their own well-being and mental health. Next one is social chameleon syndrome, a condition where an individual constantly changes their behavior and personality to fit with different social situations, leading to a loss of authenticity and a sense of identity crisis. <laughs> I can keep going, but I think I'll stop for now. Again, none of these are recognizable diagnoses, but so, so real. They give language to what is already happening in our brains. If you're afraid to break your people-pleasing patterns because someone has treated you unfairly in the past and you've had opportunities taken away from you, then you have to remember that they might not be coming from the most respectful and empathic place for you. And that's their work to do. I'm not saying that's what will happen 100% of the time. I'm also not saying that people in the world are 100% fair. But I am saying if you're deprived of an opportunity because you're unwilling to compromise your values, then possibly it's not an opportunity you wanted in the first place. And the majority of the time it doesn't happen. The majority of the time actually standing up for your values gains other people's respect and trust of you. Create constant reminders for yourself that other people's discomfort is not your responsibility. I am constantly creating these reminders for myself because I often find myself in this fallacy. I often find myself in a fallacy that I can control other people's emotions when I actually can't. Just reminding yourself that not being able to say no only invites other people to ask more of you. 
they might have no knowledge of your intentions and they have no way of knowing it unless you tell them. With that, I pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, guide me to leave behind any tendencies of people pleasing and instead seek only your pleasure in all that I do. Help me and all of us to find success in this world and in the hereafter and grant us the strength to prioritize our relationship with you above all else. O oh Allah, allow us to preserve empathy and respect as an individual and guide us to represent the culture of Islam with dignity and grace. Help us to embody the values of our faith and to be a positive influence on those around us. Grant us the wisdom and discernment to set healthy boundaries with others while still maintaining kindness and compassion. Guide us to always prioritize our own well-being while striving to serve and help others in whatever ways we can. O Allah SWT, we ask that you bless us with the courage and resilience to navigate the challenges of this world and this life and to always keep our eyes fixed on the ultimate goal of pleasing you, Ya Rabbil Alameen. Please keep me in your du'as. I will talk to you guys next time. Thank you for listening to the Islamic Life Coach School Podcast. It is our mission to raise emotional intelligence among Muslims and to dispense tools of superior mental health, gaining success in this world and the next one thought at a time. Hey, are you thinking about coaching? I invite you to a complimentary consultation with me where I can help you define the solution to your problem regardless if you choose to work with me in the Empowered Muslim Women program or not. So you really have nothing to lose. Access the appointment link through the show notes and inshallah I will see you there.